0: Agriculture is Saskatchewan, and 620 CKRM is your source for everything ag. Welcome to our newly expanded Saskatchewan
1: Agriculture Today. Here's your host, Jim Smalley. And for Jim Smalley today, I'm Josh Sigerton. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, brought to you by G3. You've got grain to sell, we're buying. G3 Grain Elevators in Saskatchewan are open for business and want to buy your grain. Find a G3 Grain Elevator near you today at g3smarter.ca. And brought to you by Seedmaster. Save up to $22.50 an acre on canola with the Seedmaster Ultra Pro 2 Individual Row Metering System. Today we'll hear a reaction from the province's massive irrigation announcement yesterday. We'll go over this week's crop report, take a look at what we can expect in the grain markets next week, and and the farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. Back in a moment.
0: Um. this is saskatchewan agriculture today with 620 ckrm agri news director jim
1: smalley this portion of saskatchewan agriculture today is brought to you by the candiac auction mart to consign your cattle call them today at 424-2967 and canadian hail agencies providing you hail insurance for 25 years contact your broker today to see why canadian hail adjusters are voted the best in the industry the province's announcement of a new irrigation project near Lake Diefenbaker is welcome news to some of Saskatchewan's agricultural groups. The 10-year, $4 billion project will create 500,000 acres of irrigable land. Chair of the Saskatchewan Cattlemen's Association, Arnold Blicky, says this project is very beneficial to cattle producers in the province.
2: This is certainly good news for the cattle industry and the crop uh, crop people as well. Um, uh, of course, SCA is very happy. It's something we've been advocating for for quite a number of years, and, and uh, so we're we're really happy to see the government moving forward on it.
1: But like he says the irrigation will allow for more crops to be grown, which in turn will leave more crop residue and space to grow hay for the cattle industry to use.
2: When you see the the crop residue, as I said, the straw and the off-grade grains, and and, and using hay in the crop rotation. Those are big pluses for, for us in the cattle industry, and we can see where, where there could possibly be an increase in, in cattle numbers.
1: The announcement is also exciting to the Saskatchewan Association of Rural Municipalities. Sound president, Ray Orb, says this project could significantly boost rural economies.
3: Well, you know, it benefits our rural economy, uh, you know, with the farming community, uh, you know, whether it's value-adding, it helps the municipalities' bottom line.
1: This project is set to employ 2,500 new workers a year for 10 years. Back to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by the Canadian Canola Growers Association. Helping farmers succeed for over 35 years. Visit ccga.ca to learn more. And brought to you by the Salford Group. Get the best price on new Salford equipment before July 3rd. Call your Salford equipment dealer or visit salfordgroup.com. This week's crop report shows a promising start to the 2020 crop season. Sarah Tetlin from the Ministry of Agriculture shares more. This week's crop report showed that most crops in the province uh, received some sort of moisture and that improved moisture conditions. What else can you uh, say about this week's uh, report?
4: Yeah, so that rain really was welcome, particularly in the southern and west-central regions, Uh, especially in the southeast part of the province. We haven't received quite as much rain as the rest of the province, so that has really improved moisture conditions. When we look at the condition of crops, most of the crops are rated to fair excellent condition and this kind of varies Um, areas that have received more rainfall throughout the spring as well as warm conditions have more crops rated in the good to excellent condition but some areas were quite dry so crops are in more the fair to good condition in those areas Uh, 67% of the fall cereals 72% of the spring cereals 65% 65% of the oilseed crops and 81% of the pulse crops are at their normal stage of development for this time of year.
1: So obviously that uh, that puts the, the farmers in a good position for the start of uh, the crop season. Um, what other things are you seeing in this uh, week's crop report that uh, is some good signs?
4: So most, most farmers, or most farmers in certain areas at least, are starting to hay their hay crop. So 1% of the hay crop is cut and 1% of the hay crop is baled or put into silage. So I think in the next week or two, more farmers throughout the province will start their haying operations. And we, when we look at the quality of the hay, it's currently rated as 8% excellent, 59% good, 24% fair, and 9% poor. So I think that recent rain that we did get will help uh, kind of improve crop development and hopefully we will also improve the pastures and hayland so that cattle can kind of have a, I guess the pastures will have a higher carrying capacity and be able to feed more livestock.
1: And there was a lot of hail claims in the, in, uh, the beginning of June. Uh, how did uh, that affect, did that damage a lot of crops um, looking at this week?
4: So there there was some hay damage in certain areas of the province, um, particularly in kind of the east central, some areas of the southeast and also in the northeast did see some hail. So um, some farmers are still assessing the damage that the hail did cause, as some of that is fairly recent still. Um, So there was some damage caused by hail, but for the most part, it was in more isolated areas. Farmers are starting to wrap up their in-crop herbicide applications, and they are scouting for more insects and more diseases, especially with that recent rain. More farmers are seeing diseases in their fields and are kind of seeing if they should start spraying for that.
1: Once again, that was Sarah Tetlin with the Saskatchewan Ministry of Agriculture.
0: Time now for Real Agriculture with Sean Haney on The Source, 620 CKRM. This is your realagriculture.com update brought to you by the Canola School.
2: Get canola agronomic information when you need it on your smartphone, tablet, or laptop. Our library of timely agronomic information is free and available at canolaSchool.com. Sean Haney here with realagriculture.com and Real Ag Radio. It is time for a beef market update. Joining me right now is Ann Wasco. Ann, how are you?
3: I am doing super, Sean. Thank you.
2: Probably should start off with the slaughter data. It is impressive.
3: Oh, yeah, Sean. We just, you know, we run, of course, in Canada a week behind. So this is last the last week of June. But our Canadian slaughter, uh, 66,580, that's an 8% increase from the same week a year ago. And if you just pull out what 's going on on the steering heifer slaughter or fed cattle slaughter, sixty thousand three hundred that 's up fifteen one five percent so you know we we talked so much about the problems at the packing plants back in April and, and early May. Um, wow, have they ever made up for some of that ground uh, here uh, closing off june so uh, Alberta back to eighty one percent of the national slaughter, and one of the other things we had talked about early on and one of You know potential concerns, and I'm not saying this is off the off the concern list yet, but it certainly is giving me some um, confidence that we are getting cattle marketed. Um, The steer weight for that same week I just reported was 876 pounds, still above a year ago by only seven pounds. Now, you know, we had been talking about 45 and 50 pounds a few weeks ago, so that's encouraging uh, data to me. Does that tell us
2: that the backlog's getting smaller?
3: Yes. certainly means we are chipping into that backlog, absolutely. And I think the U.S. data would also support the same argument. So you don't clean up the backlog overnight like we've talked about, but can you get through that quicker with these kinds of kills? Absolutely.
2: Yeah, because it'd be hard to believe that we were getting more current in the cattle that should have been killed at this time anyway and ignoring the backlog. That, that, that wouldn't make any sense. So, yeah, interesting. And, hey, and speaking of backlog, then we should mention set-aside. And we're in the first week of sign-up in Alberta and Saskatchewan.
3: Right. So, um, Alberta and Saskatchewan, the set-aside program for um, fed cattle did uh, commence for enrollment this week. So, next week for those cattle that get accepted in the two provinces um, will be um, week one out of, and of course, the set-aside for nine weeks is how it works. And uh, so, well, I think next week we'll get. We'll hear about some of that, uh, what those numbers are looking like.
2: Okay. Uh, sorry, and maybe you mentioned it, but the the U.S. slaughter still, it, it's also strong.
3: Mm. Yeah. So we're, as you know, you, uh, we had our holiday here yesterday, as you well know. And of course, with the U.S. holiday um, coming into this weekend, uh, we don't have this week's estimate. Uh, it'll obviously be one day short. But last week's kill in the U.S., 680,000 head, absolutely impressive. Absolutely impressive.
2: Hmm. Wow. Uh, what has it meant for prices? Uh, let's start with Canada.
3: Well, we're going to be higher this week. So, you know, whether, um, you know, again, the, the, the currentness level, the weights um, are under control and all those kinds of things, it does look like, and I, we haven't got the tax average for the week, but certainly did started off Monday Tuesday, kind of 210 to 215 delivered. Here today, it's looking like closer to trade around that 217 level. So where the average ends up uh, should be in the upper 120s, probably about three bucks higher than last week. So and and I guess you know the U.S. probably not the same trend, uh, a couple bucks lower from what we've seen so far. So I think the average in the U.S. will be close to 94. Um, when you put the two together, the U.S. down a couple, enough up a couple, our spot basis could be here in Western Canada could be awful close to par, which is a heck of a basis. Again, one of the things we were worried about, you know, with all the disruptions going on, but a par hmm. basis here to, to start off July is a heck of a number.
2: What what what's the Do you have the five year average for for July off the top the of the five
3: year average. Yeah, it would be about three or four under. So so a pretty good number historically, yes. Mm.
2: Let's uh, continue then into demand.
3: Yeah, so there's certainly some good expectations as we head into this July 4th weekend for the U.S., especially as far as retail featuring of beef is concerned. And, you know, once we get past the weekend, we'll, we'll see just how, how good it was.
2: This has been your Real Agriculture update. You can find out more about this issue or many others at RealAgriculture.com. Hey.
1: Your weather forecast on the source 620 CKRM. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Raymore, Yorkton, and Watchers, New Holland, working hard to keep more jingle in your jeans. And brought to you by the Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devon at 352 1866. The 620 Sea and Farm Weather today will be sunny, becoming a mix of sun and cloud this afternoon and a high of 30. Tonight partly cloudy with a 30% chance of showers and risk of a thunderstorm and a low of 14. Tomorrow, mix of sun and cloud with a with 60% chance of showers and, or thunderstorms and a high of 27 with a low of 15. Sunday, sunny and a high of 25 and a low of 12. Monday, a mix of sun and cloud with a 30% chance of showers and a high of 25. And a low of 13. Tuesday a mix of sun and cloud with a 60% chance of showers. High 24, low 15. Wednesday cloudy with a 60% chance of showers and a high of 24. Normals for this time of year the normal high is about 25 degrees and the normal low is 11. The sun rose at 4:53 this morning and will set at 9:13 tonight. Around the province, it's in Prince Albert, it's 22 degrees. Saskatoon is the same at 22. Swift Currents at 23. Weyburns at 28 degrees. Yorkton's at 26. In Jaw, right now, it's sunny and 26 degrees. And in Regina, it's mainly sunny and a high of 20. It's 26 degrees. Back in a moment.
0: You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim
1: Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougall Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougal Auctioneers. McDougalAuctions.com And Sask Municipal Hail Insurance. SMHI Crop Hail Insurance at cost, online, or connect with an agent. Storms are unpredictable. SMHI isn't. SMHI.ca Grain markets were mixed this week as the new USMCA trade agreement came into effect. Ann Bacala with PI Financial explains what happened this week and what to look forward to next week.
5: A few interesting things happened this week. There were two major reports that investors were watching. The first was a StatsCan report on the Monday and actually two reports from the USDA on Tuesday. So on the canola front, the Monday Stats Can Report was supportive for the canola market overall, and then actually on Tuesday, there were a few surprise numbers when it came to the soybean side of the market with a significantly lower planted acres than expected, so that actually helped the canola markets on the November contract reached that resistance of $480 a ton. So uh, for this week, we were up over $20 at one point. Uh, However, we have dropped back now, trading close to $475 a ton. A few other numbers just To discuss on the corn side as well too there were some surprises on the USDA so quite a few lower planted acres as well and with a a large short position from funds uh, it seemed that there was a short covering rally so corn actually increased uh, approximately 30 cents uh, kind of throughout the week so a, a pretty big jump there and Finally, on the wheat front, uh, the wheat market seems a little bit stagnant here to lower, actually. So uh, we might see some support from the other grains. But overall, uh, Minneapolis wheat was actually about unchanged on the week at about $5.10 a bushel on Minneapolis.
1: And what are you expecting next week?
5: Next week, I'm going to be seeing if this Canola market does stay in the same trading range. Again, it's trading between around $466 a ton to about $480. Uh, I have been mentioning to clients different strategies to take advantage of that trading range. And on the wheat front, again, the, the contract seems to not be finding much legs. There is a lot of wheat in the world, and unless there is some type of uh, weather condition that is unexpected, the trend could be, you know, possibly a little bit lower to sideways here.
1: That was Adam Picala with PI Financial. Studies are showing that North American farmers are not getting the right amount of sleep and quality of sleep to function well. Reporter Gary Crawford takes a look at the impact on farms.
6: Researchers say up to a third of Americans are not getting the proper sleep their bodies and brains need. The Centers for Disease Control say this is a national health problem, and in the opinion of one expert... It's essentially another pandemic. ...and a particularly hazardous one on the farms. This from Susan Harris. She's a nurse and sleep expert with the University of Nebraska Extension Service. She's spent much of her career studying sleep, educating and advising people about it, especially farm and farm workers. She says sleep deprivation produces the same effects in the body as... Being drunk,
7: difficulty concentrating. We just become cluckier. We make poor decisions, which becomes a huge problem on farm and ranch properties because we know how dangerous farming and ranching is anyway. And then to add to it, this fatigue factor becomes life-threatening.
6: Not just for adult farmers and farm workers. Susan Harris says the danger on the farm is even greater for adolescents and teens working around the farm. First, to lay the groundwork, studies show that teens and adolescents don't need the standard eight hours of sleep a night to function well. They actually need over nine hours. Tests show they're impaired mentally and physically with less than nine hours of sleep. But how much do they actually get? Well, in one study, almost 70% of high school students reported sleeping seven hours or less night sometimes much less this is
7: so unhealthy this is their growth time they need that sleep to form their brains and to have coordination and to do things rationally and when we know that they're sleeping less than seven hours when they should be sleeping at least nine to ten hours there's a
6: problem and unfortunately it shows up especially among teens who do work on farms and here's another study that says
7: adolescents on farms are two to three times more likely to be injured if they get less than nine hours and 15 minutes per night. So truly, they should have at least nine to 10 hours
6: But again, almost 70% of high school students get less than seven hours of night. That means a much higher risk of being injured during their work on the farm. But Susan Harris says the dangers of sleep deprivation extend to everybody on farms and off. Everyone who travels the streets and highways of this country.
7: Sleepiness accounts for the highest number of fatal single-car run-off-the-road crashes, even more than alcohol and drugs combined.
6: About 6,000 fatal single-car accidents every year caused by drowsy drivers, and she says there's no telling how many farm accidents result from people who are impaired by just not getting the sleep they need. Gary Crawford reporting for the U.S.
1: Department of Agriculture. Back in a moment. You're tuned to Saskatchewan
0: Agriculture Today on The Source, 620 CKRM.
1: This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And by YAC Auctions, the first name you should think of in the auction business. Call 782-5999. A ranch located half an hour east of Edmonton helps children, youth, and adults with brain injuries or a wide array of emotional and mental health issues. Dreamcatcher Nature Assisted Therapy has a team of registered psychologists and social workers. Clients also receive receive interaction with rescued farm animals like horses, donkeys, goats, and llamas. Reporter Shell Brooks talks to Eileen Bona with Dreamcatcher Nature Assisted Therapy Ranch.
8: Sometimes it's, you know, people just need to... Find a medium that helps them feel safe or even discover who they really are because they've had so many negative messages in their life that they, they don't have a very high self-esteem and they don't have much belief in themselves. But when they get with animals, animals have unconditional acceptance and so they can see themselves differently to the eyes of the animal and the relationship they can build there.
9: What is that bond like? Uh, I mean, I, I myself have a dog, and I can't imagine life without one. Right now, during these these crazy times, where you go home from work, you know, I'm one of the lucky people that still gets to go to work. You go home, and you know, it might be a really draining day, and it's nice just to snuggle up to him, and just, you know, you don't even have to talk to him or anything <laughs> like that. You can you can just you can just cuddle with him, and it's 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 wonderful absolutely and there's
8: there's much research on the human animal bond so it's it's a thing and it has to be mutual for it to be a good relationship so the animal has to get something as much from you as you get from your animal like you're getting snuggles from him and and he's comforting you but at the same time your presence is probably comforting him And now there's been a bunch of research done to show that when we pet an animal, our cortisol decreases, which is our stress hormone, and so does the animals. If it's a positive relationship and the animal feels safe and you feel safe. Hmm.
9: So how does that work then with uh, rescue animals on on a ranch such as yours then uh, when people come in and say, uh, because I did see a video, you guys have goats and that sort of thing, Mm -hmm. and I know goats can be pretty cute. Do they bond instantly with the people that come on the ranch? No, they don't, and that's the beauty of it, because
8: <laughs> they're accepting, but it depends on what the person's carrying, mm-hmm. right? So if a person is is really, really anxious or afraid or angry or you know they have some big emotion, the animals might go away right. because they're not feeling safe. They're going to pick up on that energy, and they're going to feed it back. That's what they do. So in order for, for the animals to be accepting and, and loving and kind to the people. The people have to be accepting and loving and kind, but they also have to be balanced. And that's where we come in as therapists because people don't even know they're not balanced. Sometimes people just live in that state all the time because they've been traumatized or they've had you know some bad things happen. And, and they don't even know that there is another state. So we can help them through working with the animals because we can see that the animals not gonna be able to, to settle with whatever's happening here. So then we help the person check in, label their feelings, that sometimes takes six months, you know, even to identify how they feel, be aware of it, and then they're able to change how they feel, what their internal states are, and it resonates with the animals who then act differently around them and accept them on a different level.
9: Once you notice or once you see that happening where the animal does start accepting the person, how do the people react?
8: Oh, the people are, they're completely changed. <laughs> we we see a complete change in them even before they go to the animal because they come to the property different. So, for example, you know, if there's, let's say it's a boy that has ADHD and is very impulsive and bounces around a lot, hyperactive, you know, those kinds of things. Sometimes they come in very dysregulated and that's why they're coming to therapy, right? Mm-hmm. So they get out of the car and, and they bounce around and they're so excited and, you know, you have to cue them. For They they can't go to the horses or they can't go to the chicken coop until we help them to ground a little. And sometimes we'll just walk around with them. And that will happen naturally because nature does that to people too. Mm -hmm. It helps them to calm and, you know, settle, decreases their cortisol. And then we'll take them into the animals. And then over time, as we see them, when they arrive on the property, they come in in a balanced state. So we see the change in them before they even get to the animal and see the animal. Accept them differently. And then they're just very deeply connected
9: to the critters and to their therapists. And would you say, like, from what you know from your experience and everything, do, is it a lasting state of calm? Yeah, sometimes. You know,
8: it depends on the person. It depends on how severe their condition is, whether or not they're medicated, what they do in between here and the time they get home, you know, or even during the week. But oftentimes what we hear from parents, you know, the, the common statement, if we're working with people that are, that have that particular condition, we work with people with lots of stuff. But that particular condition we hear from parents, what did you do to my kid? Like, that's typically what they say after they get them back. But in a good hour. way, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. And and then they'll say it, it lasted maybe for a couple of days or a week. And, but but I've worked with people from the time they were 12 years old, who are now almost 30. And they have severe autism. They were, gonna, they were not going to make it through school. They were getting removed from school when I met them, even at 12 years old, and lived a whole life of happiness and able to hold a job and everything. And they still say that it was because of this.
1: Eileen Bono is with the Dreamcatcher Nature Assisted Therapy Ranch at Arderson, Alberta, about half an hour east of Edmonton. Back in a moment.
0: The Market Updates with Jim Smalley on the Source 620
1: CKRM. The Market Update is brought to you by Scott Bjornson of Hollis Wealth. For more information or to book a free consultation, call 1 800 284 9999. And brought to you by Nelson GM, Assiniboia, and Avonlea. If you're a Costco member, get huge savings on current 2019 and 2020 SUVs right now. Grain prices were again mixed in early morning trading. Viterra's prices for canola fell $2.10 at four thirty-six eighty-eight. dollars 1 red spring wheat fell $0.29 cents at two nineteen ninety-four, dollars And yellow peas were down $13 to $251.89. The rest were unchanged. Durham at 266.39. Feed barley at 195.70. Flax at 515.79. Feed wheat at 172.88. Lentils at 612.50. And oats at 261.16. It's the Livestock Reports on the Source 620 CKRM. The Livestock Quotes are brought to you by the Assiniboia and Weyburn Livestock Auctions. Call Assiniboia at 642-4180 or Weyburn at 842-4574. And brought to you by Karstholzik in Assiniboia and, and Schlamp's Integra Tire in Grenfell, your locally owned Integra Tire dealers. Now, the latest Livestock Quotes.
0: This is Jared Scholar here from Highland Livestock here in Moose Jaw. round of cattle here this week, 200 head on offer. Good cows still staying steady, bringing 82 to 88 with sales to 93. Good bulls from 118 to 128 with sales to 134. Light running yearlings coming this weekend, next week. Any questions? Give Harlan Livestock Moose Jaw call 692-2385. Thank you.
1: And there are no updated latest Saskatchewan pork prices today. Coming up, the resource report.
0: This is the Saskatchewan
1: Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Jim Smalley. And now the Resource Report. Nestle Canada says it's selling its Pure Life bottled water business to Ice River Springs. That's as Ontario prepares to give its municipalities veto power over new water bottling permits. The sale for an undisclosed price is expected to close in the third quarter and is contingent on regulator approval. The sale includes two factories located in Puselidge, Ontario and Hope, BC along with a well in Erin, Ontario. Canada's most populous province recently announced new rules for taking groundwater. The Rosier Automotive Consultant says Canadian vehicle sales remained down in June but are starting to show signs of a rebound from COVID-19. The consultancy company says new light vehicle sales were down about 16% in June from a year earlier. An estimated 155,439 units were sold. And Canada's main stock index was down in late morning trading as the materials sector, which includes big names in the mining sector, pulled back. The S&P TSX Composite Index was down 42 points at 15,579. U.S. stock markets were closed in observance of the Independence Day holiday. The Canadian dollar traded for 73.66 cents U.S., compared with an average of 73.61 cents on Thursday. The August crude contract was down 53 cents at $40.12 U.S. per barrel, and the August natural the Gas contract was unchanged at $1.73 US per MMBTU. The August Gold contract was down $3 at $1,787 an ounce, and the September Copper contract was down nearly 4 cents at $2.71 US a pound. That's the Resource Report. Stay tuned for the closing grain prices at $1.45 this afternoon and an Agri-News report at $3.45. On Monday morning, there'll be another Agri-News report at $6.45. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today for Jim Smalley. I'm. John You've been listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture
0: Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. If you missed any of today's broadcast, download the podcast now online at 620CKRM.com. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, now starting after the 12 o'clock news on your voice for everything ag. 620 CKRM.